morning and welcome to church. It's great to have you here with us and a special happy birthday to Nalani. Happy birthday. Um, I think there was another birthday and I think that person's here right now. Um, but it's great to have you with us. It's great to have you, those that are visiting family and friends uh, in the area. We welcome you this morning and we pray that you have a great time with us. This morning we've got the kids in with us again. Kids are in big church. It's great to have you with us, kids. We want you guys to get involved too. So this morning, um, back by popular demand, I have to say, uh, is, is Pastor Andrew's colouring sheets. So maybe Nathaniel and uh, maybe one of, a couple of girls there. Do you, do you guys want to... There's two of them each. Last week we had them double-sided and you coloured one side and it wrecked the other side. Don't you hate that with colouring? Like you colour one side and suddenly the other side's just destroyed. So this week it's single-sided, so you need two sheets, kids. There's, there's two there for you. But if you want to give them out... And we're going to watch a little video... We've been talking about the names of Jesus. And if we want to hit the lights and uh, we'll just have a look at this short video. Thanks, guys. The Saviour is born and we celebrate Christmas this, this morning because Christ has come, the Saviour has come. This morning on the way to church, we, we walked to church because we don't live far away and we passed some friends of ours and they said, oh, we're going to a Christmas party. And we're like... We're going to a Christmas party too. It's like, have a good time. It's like, we're celebrating Jesus with you. Um, I don't think they were going to church, but uh, we, we're celebrating Jesus this morning. If you just want to get those slides for us, guys. I'll say, happy Christmas Eve. I wonder what Mary and Joseph were going through the day before Christmas. I wonder what it was like for them as they, as they traveled, if they had actually arrived already, if they were sort of thinking, gee, I hope, I can, hope we can get there in time for Christmas lunch because it's... It's going to be sad if we miss out on the t- roast turkey. See if anyone's listening. <laughs> there was no Christmas turkey. There was no Christmas yet. Come on. Okay, they're, they're traveling. I wonder what they're going through. Oh, dear. I wonder if you've got all the Christmas tr- presents wrapped. I wonder, wh- wonder what you're hoping for Christmas. I wonder, maybe you're really, really wanting a little green dinosaur. I think that, that kid's pretty excited about their green dinosaur. Um, I wonder what's the most exciting present you've ever, 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 ever got for Christmas. I wonder if you can think of it as like, bam, it's just easy. I know what that is. Um, actually, I think on your colouring sheet, guys, there's a little spot to draw to your favourite picture ever of what your favourite Christmas present was. Um, I wonder what your favourite Christmas present was. Or maybe you've had something you really, 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 really wanted for Christmas. You really, 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 really want it. And like every Christmas list, you just wrote that one thing on the list. And everyone knew that's the one thing you wanted for Christmas. But then it came Christmas Day. And you open your present and you, you look inside that box and it's not that thing you really, 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 really wanted. It's something even better. It's a little bit like, imagine you're living in the 80s and kids, this thing is called a cassette. It's, it's a cassette tape and it's kind of like, it plays, you can play music through these things and you put them in a thing like a CD player. You might have seen them. We used to use CD players. Those old things we used to play music on. Um, This is a really old thing that used to play music on when I was a kid. It's after records. Ask your parents about that, or maybe grandparents. (laughs) This is a, 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 you really, 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 imagine it's the 80s, you really, 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 you wanted the latest Elvis Sings hits from his movies cassette. It's like the only thing you wanted for Christmas. And then you open your present, and then inside that box is this tiny little plastic thing. And you're like, it's not the cassette. But then you find out that that tiny little plastic, weird, funny-looking thing is an MP3 player. 
and it has every Elvis album that's ever been recorded all on that one little funny plastic thing. You'd be so excited. <laughs> and it's the 80s and you have no idea what to do with it until someone explains it to you. But anyway, this morning I want to talk to you about the gift that's so much greater. You might be wanting a cassette, you might be wanting a record, you might be wanting a CD, or I don't know what you want for Christmas. But this morning I want to talk to you about the gift that is so much greater. I want to turn to Psalm 33. Have a listen to the psalmist and his joy, his passion, as we read this morning. It says, Let the godly sing for joy to the Lord. It is fitting for the pure to praise Him. Praise the Lord with melodies on the lyre. Make music for Him on the ten-stringed harp or the guitar. I'm sure it should, could say. Sing a new song of praise to Him. Play skillfully on the harp and sing with joy. For the word of the Lord holds true. And we can trust everything He does. He loves whatever is just and good. The unfailing love of the Lord fills the earth. The Lord merely spoke and the heavens were created. He breathed the word and all the stars were born. He assigned the sea its boundaries and locked the oceans in vast reservoirs. Let the whole world fear the Lord and let everyone stand in awe of Him. For when he spoke, the world began. It appeared at his command. God created the world in which we live. He spoke and the world came into being. But now listen to what it says in John chapter 1 and verse 9. It says, The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. He came into the very world he created. Just make sure you heard that. He came into the very world he created. But the world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, but, and even they rejected him. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn not with a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the Word became human and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness, and we have seen His glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. The Word became flesh. The Word, the one who spoke in the beginning, the God Himself became flesh. He became human. He dwelt among us. God, eternal God, the creator of all things, chose to come as a, in, a, in a human body. And he, like, I, like I was praying before, he, he grew up, he, he went to school in the form it was in back then. He, he, he worked, he probably banged his thumb with a hammer one day because he was a carpenter. And he, he went through life on earth. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. It says the Word holds true in Psalm 33 we read. The Word holds true. The Word is faithful the Word will never change. The Word is reliable. It is trustworthy. It is true. It is always true. The Word holds true. The Word is full of unfailing love. God is full of unfailing love. His, His Word is full of unfailing love. He will never speak a word of, of, that is not of love against you. 
The Word is full of unfailing love, and the Word came to save us. It says, to all who believed in Him, He gave the right to become children of God. The Word made flesh. Let's just take a a little step backwards for a second and read the beginning of John chapter 1. It says in verse 1, In the beginning the Word already existed. The Word was with God. The Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. God created everything through Him. And nothing was created except through Him. The Word gave life to everything that was created. And His life brought light to everyone. We talked about that last week. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light, so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was simply a witness to tell about the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. That click, there we are. He came into the very world he created, but the world didn't recognize him. He came into the very world he created. This is the Word made flesh. Jesus came to give us the greatest gift we could ever, ever, ever know. Jesus came to give the gift, to be the greatest gift we could ever know. We've been talking over the last five weeks or so about the names of Jesus. And we've been looking at this verse in Psalm 9, verse 10. It says, Those who know your name trust in you. For you, O Lord, do not abandon those who search for you. And we've talked about nicknames and how if you know someone's nicknames, you understand something more about them. And as we've looked at the names of Jesus, as we understand who he is and what he's done and what he's like, as we know his name, we see that He is entirely trustworthy, that He is full of unfailing love, and we see what He's like. We cannot help but put our trust in Him if we know His name. And we know His name is Jesus. His name is Yahweh saves. His name is Emmanuel. His name is the light of the world. And this morning I want to look in particular at He is the Word. He is the Word made flesh. He is the Word who came to dwell with us. He is the Word that created in the very beginning. There's four, four truths. And kids, there's a box in your sheet that says four truths. Four truths that we see in John chapter 1. Four truths that he, he shows us about what God is like, about what the Word is like. Firstly, he says, His existence is eternal. The Word was there before the beginning of the world. Before the beginning of the world, the Word was there. Jesus didn't come into existence at His birth. He was there at the beginning. He, the, the Word was there. He was with God. If you read the first verse of Genesis, it has a, you see the parallel. The Word was with God in the beginning. We see the essence of who the Word is. He is God. The Word is God. But then we also see he has a relationship with God because we know that God is is a trinity. That's the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. These three are one. It's hard for our brains to understand it. 
But, but the, the, the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit are in perfect unity, in perfect relationship. And it's been that way since the beginning of time itself. The Word is eternal. He is God. And He was with God. And it also shows us His relationship with us. He is our Creator. The Word spoke and the world came into being. There is nothing that was created except through Him. And we see that the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. Not only did He create us, but He knows what it's like to be human. He so loved the world that He came. We see these things in John 1. I just want to skip across to Matthew chapter 4. And verse says, it says, Jesus answered, It is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now, when, when's this time? It's when Jesus is in the desert. He's been, he's been hungry. He's, he's, he fasts for 40 days. Has anyone, kids, can you imagine not eating for 40 days? I cannot imagine not eating for 40 days. I like food. I think if you go shopping, if you've been shopping the last 48 hours, you know people love food. Jesus had eaten nothing, but then Satan comes to tempt him and says, come on, if you're God, turn this stone into a loaf of bread. And Jesus says, it is written, man shall not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes from the mouth of God. Now Jesus says, it is written, and I know you're all asking, where was it written, Andrew? I'm glad you asked. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verse 3 is where Jesus is quoting from. He says, yes, he humbled you. So this is when Moses is speaking to his people and he says, yes, he, God, humbled you, his people, by letting you go hungry and then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you and your ancestors. He did it to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. Rather, we live by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord, Yahweh. The, the name there he uses is Yahweh, the personal God who, who is known by us and, and can be known and knows us. You know, God could, God could make us continue in life without ever having to eat. God is God. He could have made us that way, that we didn't need food. And I know some of you after Christmas Day will say, oh, why do we have to eat so much? But I think food is a blessing. Food is amazing. It's like how many times when you filled up your car with petrol, has it said, mmm, yum, delicious? It's like, God made food and he gave us taste buds and I say it is good. It's a blessing from God that we can eat and enjoy and how much of our time with family and friends that we really enjoy and remember is time spent around eating food together. It's a blessing. It's a time to stop and refuel and be refreshed. But you know, the food that we eat only energizes us because, because of the way God has made us. That our stomachs process it, that we, that we pull the nutrients out of it that we need. And I'm no scientist, I've done a bit of study because I was a, trying to be an athlete for a while. And, but the, the food is good for us if you eat the right food and not too much of it. <laughs> um, but it is God who sustains us. Man does not live on bread alone. We live by the Word of God. It is God who sustains us. It's God that gives us the food that we eat. It's God that helps us to draw the nutrients from it. It's God who gives us the breath that we breathe. 
It's God that helps our heart keep beating. It is God who sustains us, not bread. As much as I love jam sandwiches and salad sandwiches too, but it is God who sustains us. Just have a look across at Colossians chapter 1 and verse 15. I love this passage. Christ is a visible image of the invisible God. He existed before anything was created and is supreme over all creation. For through Him, God created everything in the heavenly realms and on earth. He made the things we can see and the things we can't see, such as thrones, kingdoms, rulers, and authorities in the unseen world. Everything was created through Him and for Him. He existed before anything else, and He holds all creation together. Wow, I love that picture. Christ holding all creation together. Christ is also the head of the church, which is His body. He is the beginning, supreme over all who arise from the dead. So He is the first in everything. For God in all His fullness was pleased to live in Christ, and through Him God reconciled everything to Himself. He made peace with everything in heaven and on earth by means of Christ's blood on the cross. This is this Jesus, the Word made flesh. The Word created all things. The Word holds all creation together. The Word became flesh and died on a cross for our sin. This is this Jesus that we celebrate, His birth. This is the one who came for us. I want to read some verses out of Psalm 119. I love this psalm. Um, it's the longest chapter in the Bible, and it's, it's so full of amazing truths. And, and just the, as you read Psalm 119, you cannot help but hear the passion of the psalmist, the writer of this psalm. I just want to pick out a few verses from Psalm 119 to let you hear his passion, his, his hunger, his thirst. He says, Joyful are people of integrity who follow the instructions of the Lord. Joyful are those who obey His laws and search for Him with all their hearts. So joyful are those who, who read His laws, the, the, the Torah, the, the written Word of God. He, he loves the Word. Joyful are those who read His Word. He says in verse 9, How can a young person stay pure? By obeying your Word. I have tried hard. To find you, don't let me wander from your commands. I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. In verse 12, he says, I praise you, O Lord, teach me your decrees. I've recited them aloud, all the regulations you have given us. I've rejoiced in your laws as much as in riches, as much as in that Elvis tape you got, and so much more. Let us rejoice in His laws, in His word, in His commands. I will study your commandments and reflect on your ways. I will delight in your decrees and not forget your word. And he goes on. I lie in the dust. Revive me by your word. He recognizes that it's God who lifts us up. It's God who sustains us. If we face challenges, it's God who is able to, to revive us by His word. Verse 37, turn my eyes from worthless things and give me life through your word. Give me life 
through your word. Verse 43, do not snatch your word of truth from me, for your regulations are my only hope. I will keep on obeying your instructions forever and ever. I will walk in freedom, for I have devoted myself to your commandments. Some people might think commandments are are opposed to freedom. But if we walk in God's commandments, if we follow his word, we find life itself. There's another translation that says, I run in the path of your command, for you have set my heart free. He wants to set us free to follow the word, to live by the word, to obey his commands, that we might know the life he has for us. Verse 73, it's a long psalm. Verse 73 says, you made me, you created me. Now give me the sense, give me the sense to follow your commands. May all who fear you find in me a cause for joy, for I have put my hope in your word. If we're people that follow his word, the Logos word, the Rima word, if we will follow his word, we will bring joy to those around us. Verse 81, it says, I am worn out waiting for your rescue, but I have put my hope in your word. My eyes are straining to see your promises come true. Sometimes it's a time of waiting to see God's word come to pass. But let's keep straining for that day. Let's keep waiting and putting our hope in God's word, in Jesus, for all things. Verse 89, he says, Your eternal word, O Lord, stands firm in heaven. His word is is true. It is going to stand firm for eternity. It is faithful and true. Verse 93, I will never forget your commandments, for by them you give me life. Apart from him, there is no life. We cannot live in him without discovering the truth of who he is, the truth of his word. And finally, I think this is the last one, yep. Verse 105, he says, Your word is a lamp to guide my feet and a light for my path. His word, the, 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 the written word, the living word, Jesus himself is the word. He is a lamp to guide our feet. He wants to, to light the way before us. He is a light for our path. He wants to give us life, but we must come to Him. We must discover the truth of His Word. And as we do, we will find joy. We will find life. Do you hear the psalmist's passion and excitement? I pray that that will be our passion, our joy, and our excitement too. The Word is life to us. There is no life apart from Him. Any other hope will lead to destruction. Any other hope will disappoint eventually. But His Word stands firm for eternity. He is the hope of the world. I just want to read one last passage from Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 18. It says, The way of the righteous is like the first gleam of dawn which shines ever brighter until the full light of day. But the way of the wicked is like total darkness. They have no idea what they are stumbling over. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. My child, pay attention to what I say. Listen carefully to my words. 
that started off as an accident, but then I thought I'll leave it there to see if you're paying attention. <laughs> Let's listen to his words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. Guard your heart above all else, for it determines the course of your life. I want to ask you this morning, what word is in your heart? What word is in your heart this morning? What words are you listening to? Is it the Word of God? Is it the Word of God that has entered into your, your, your ears? You've heard it, you've understood it, and you've invited Christ, the Word made flesh, the living Word, to make His home in your heart. Is, is His Word the dominant Word in your heart? Or is it the Word of someone around you? Is it the Word of the world? Is it the Word of the accuser? Are there, are there lies in your heart that you're listening to? Or is it the living Word, the true Word that brings life? We need to know His Word. We need to study His Word. God help us to, to meditate on His Word day and night. As you drive your car to work, what Word is in your mind? What word is in your heart? As we go about the things that we do, what, what word are we dwelling on? What words are we speaking over one another? God help us to, to find ways to have a, a time in our day to do whatever we can to remind ourselves of the word, to what, what his, his written word says and what Jesus, the living word, has done for us. I love listening to podcasts, I love, I love music that lifts up the name of Jesus, that, that reminds me what the true word is. It's so easy to go back to our old way of thinking, but Jesus has done it all. What word is in your heart? Because it determines the course of your life. If we allow the word of the world to come into our life, we'll chase after everything we can gain in this life but we will lose it in eternity. What word is in our heart? Jesus came to give us the greatest gift we could ever know. Freedom, forgiveness, new life. He's the creator of life. He's the sustainer of life. And he's the bringer of new life. We can be made new creations through Christ. The moment we put our faith in him, I want to encourage us this morning to allow His Word, Jesus, to fill your heart and mind this Christmas. As you go through the things that we do at Christmas time, let's let the living Word, the, the Word of God, the Word that is true, dwell in our hearts. Because it is what leads to life. It's not great Christmas presents. It's not great Christmas lunches. It's knowing the living Word has come for us because He loves us. And he wants to give us life. And it's worth celebrating. I'm so glad that we can come together and celebrate today. We're going to come together tomorrow and celebrate. And if you can come and join us, we'd love you to join us. If you're not, I pray that the word will still dwell in your heart richly, that you will know the life, the peace, the joy that Jesus came to bring this Christmas time. I'm going to ask the band to come. We're going to close with a song. But first, I just want to pray for each one of us. Lord God, we thank you 
that not only did you choose to create the world to give us life, to give us every blessing that you've given us, God, but that you, cho- you chose to come the living Word, the Word made flesh, God Himself, that you came to this earth, that you willingly gave your life. We know the wages of sin is death, but the, through, the, the free gift through you is eternal life. Lord, your word says that anyone who comes to you, anyone who puts their, their trust in you will be saved. And God, we just thank you for your hope that you have given us. Lord, we just pray that you'd help us to give us strength and boldness to proclaim what you have done. Lord, that we can help others know the Word made flesh, the true Word. And Lord, we pray that that Word would dwell in our hearts, that Lord, we would know the fruit of your Spirit in our lives because your Word dwells in us. God, we just thank you for this Christmas season, for this opportunity to celebrate who you are and what you've done. And we give you praise this morning in Jesus' name. Amen. We're going to stand and sing. Can we stand this morning?